Hello everyone, Mali Ponpadith here, CEO of the SOAR Community Network and co-founder of SOAR Community Nebula. Our goal this year is to interview uh, 1,000 champions of change and agents of change. And today we have Ms. Carol Sanford. Thank you so much for being a part of our initiative. We really appreciate you. Happy to join you. Thank you. Well, we always start our interview uh, by asking you to share more about who you are and the work that you're doing in the world today. Great. Well, uh, one of my favorite roles is I'm a senior fellow of social innovation for Babson College. Mostly I work with executives there. Uh, I am the executive producer of the Regenerative Business Summit, which is a global education exchange uh, done in fusion local and virtual. Uh, I create a podcast called Business Second Opinion, which critiques Harvard Business Review one article at a time. But the things that I do that are most related to your work is I run two communities that are related to change. One is made up of almost a thousand small to large businesses who are interested in bringing about significant change on the planet through their business. And the second community is with change agents learning to have the skill to work with those kind of businesses. And I've got a couple hundred of those around the world. That's so fantastic. Well, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that our research team found you because of the work that you're doing in this space. And it's really in alignment with what we're trying to do is just feature those types of folks and the work that you do to let others know that there are change agents among us people out there every day trying to create a better world through their business or inside their community. And so that's how we found you and we're so grateful you said yes. <laughs> I'm glad to. Great, one of the things that we also would like to um, have you share as our change agent is an experience or anecdotes around when um, other leaders in your life or mentors have really helped to shift your frame of mind. When did that happen in life? Did you come here on this planet this way where this work is important? And how has compassion and empathy and love uh, been symbolic to you in the work that you do? So I mentioned to you that I would answer that question differently, yes. right? Because my own upbringing was pretty tragic. Uh, it was not caring, compassion, or empathy. And yet I grew enormously. But I did have three teachers I've written about quite a bit who worked on something called caring. Now, I have a continuum that I say kindness, empathy, compassion, and caring. And caring is the highest form of love because it comes from the term caritas, which means the love for which there is no opposite. Mm -hmm. For me, it's defined as being able to build the capacity of every human being I work with to be in charge of their own life and contribute in the world. But it takes a real shift because our tendency is to try and take care of people rather than create a context in which they can learn, grow, and develop and make this difference for themselves. So I have had several teachers, one of whom I had uh, two of them in college and one later who actually taught me a great deal of what I know. And that came about through bumping me around, making it hard, waking me up. And most people wouldn't have said it was kind or empathetic <laughs> or compassionate, but boy, did I feel cared for. That's fantastic. Well, it's a great answer. And again, I really appreciate you coming at it from that angle because it is important for us to also recognize that it's a very personal journey and we have to make those choices to do the work 
right? Uh, sometimes we ask these questions and it's about an outward influence. And you kindly reminded me that no, it's not necessarily just that. It's very much about the inward, the, the inner knowing of what you want out of life and then what you're willing to do to move in that direction. Um, and you get to be a catalyst for that work. So I appreciate that. You've been around and you're developing so many agents of change uh, in your community. What are some of the overarching themes or attributes that really help them um, truly actively live that role? What, what, what have you been seeing throughout the years of work that you're doing, you know? Well, I, my next to last book has a pretty good explanation for it. The book's called The Regenerative Business. And regeneration is a working from caring and from each unique individual. And I cite three characteristics that if you want to develop the capacity of people to change, change themselves, and for you to do that, you need these three. The first is locus of control. I, I have to come from an internal locus of control, which is I accept accountability for what are the effects that I produce in the world, even if all I can do is accept uh, responsibility for my reaction. The opposite of that, obviously, is blaming and victimhood. Mm. And you can't bring about change if you don't have internal locus control. The second one is cons what scope of considering I can take on. I call that external considering. And that's my continuum of kindness, empathy, care, uh, compassion, and caring. And the further you can move out on that scale, the better off you are in change. But you can end up with only internal considering, caring only about yourself, which is, again, the opposite. So we want the external locus of control, the internal, the, uh, excuse me, the internal locus of control, the external considering, and the third one is personal agency. I have to feel sourced from something higher and more meaningful to be able to act in the world. Otherwise, I will act only on my own behalf or maybe even mostly in reaction to others. So those are the three characteristics. And you ask, I think, who exemplifies those? I have three people I would mention who I believe are doing it through business. Uh, one is Cheryl O'Loughlin, who is the current CEO of Rebel. Um, she also was the CEO of Cliff Bar and one of the co-founders for Plum Organics. So she's quite powerful, but she really exhibits these three and strives for them. Jeffrey Hollander who is the uh, co-founder of Seventh Generation and the co-founder of Americans for Sustainable, the American Sustainable Business Council. And he's quite extraordinary in working to bring these into the world. I should also probably mention Ahmed and Reem um, from Numi T, who again used their business to make this difference in the world. And one more woman, um, Catherine Connolly, who is the CEO uh, of Merida, which does sustainable products for the home, primarily textiles. And they have had an impact on me. I have had an impact on them. And so I recommend them. I've written stories about them in my books, and there are many ways you can learn more. That's great. Well, I've been taking notes here, so I will definitely want to have them featured if they're interested as well, because it sounds to me like they're doing incredible work. In they the are. All right, so we talked about, again, what the characteristics are, what it takes to be an agent of change. Now let's talk about the causes or the ways in which you use your gifts and your talents to be the, the change agent in your community. 
All right, so again, I don't look for causes because causes are in existence. They're like, that's already there. Let's see if we can fix that. That's broken. What I look for are systems that need to be evolved. And in that, find what is the essence of that system. So for example, uh, the criminal justice system could be taken as a cause, and I could work on trying to clean up all the people who are inappropriately imprisoned or to help them when they come out, and I'm glad there are people who do that. But I'd rather work on redefining what criminal justice means. What if we understood that the essence of the criminal justice system was to make sure people only make a mistake twice or excuse me, only once, never twice, and they're given the capacity to be able to learn from that and to go back out in the world starting when they were young. Instead, we what we have is a punishment system, not a renewal system. And so I go around looking for systems and people who want to work in them, like my change agent group, the change agent community, where and help them shift from working on it as an existence cause or issue or problem and work on it instead of redesigning a system. I, uh, I think that has so much more power. You can do it notably and have systemic change. I love it. I got chills when you said that, when you said yeah. renewal. Oh, uh, thank you for that perspective. It really resonates with me. I appreciate it so much because, again, we do spend a lot of time on existing, you know, st status quo, what already is. Right. Uh, just changing things, creating something from new. And that's very powerful. Yeah. So Ms. Carol, as you think about the work that you're in, you've seen it all, you've been around the world, you know a whole bunch of folks in the world who are trying to create these systems or change these systems, these old ways of, of belief systems as well. When things are tough and they are challenging, is there a philosophy or a motto or a quote that really helps you push through? Um, and what do you use to inspire your change agents, keep them going? I am involved in ongoing development. I don't believe you wait till the challenges come or you run into restraints. I have built communities that meet together in a ritual, a way that we're continually developing, learning to, and, and I lead many of those because that makes me have to do all the work before I can engage anyone else. And it also places a huge demand on me to be in integrity with what it is that I, I say. But there is one thing which I'm kind of noted for that I invented about 40 years ago, as far as I know. I'm, I hear more people doing it now. But you know how when we leave one another, our sign-off usually is take care. I always say back, no, take risks. It's oh. a lot more fun. I sign every book I sign that way. I sign every email. I do it as a sign-off when I say goodbye to people. And it makes them stop. Because if what we do is take care, which is different than caring, you know, giving caring, then we don't actually put ourselves out in the world. So I always just think about, oh, let's take the risk. I love that. Never heard that. But yeah. I really love it. Well, you know me now, so you'll hear it a lot. <laughs> No, it's wonderful. And you're right. We do. I mean, it's a comfort thing, right? We all do it. We go into the space and we thrive in the place that we're comfortable. The yeah. moment we start to stretch our limbs and go out into unknown territory, we either do two things. We either come right back crawling in and just saying, oh, I can't do that. Or we stumble and fall forward. <laughs> but at right. least we're out there. <laughs> right. Fantastic. Well, when you think about a better world or a world that is at least systems are different from they are today, what does that look like through your eyes, Carol? What is 
what is a better world in your in your eyes a definition what it would look like well i talk about four paradigms that, and i believe we have to move paradigms where we do too much extract value you know get something for me a business does a nation does the next level up are people who are trying to stop some of that terrible stuff and call arrest disorder but that's not enough just to stop the bad that's why i'm not in favor of causes we have a, another one, which are people with good intentions, which is like, do good. But that often comes from an ideology that we impose on others, and it's what causes colonization of other countries. It caused what causes us to raise our children to think exactly like we do instead of for themselves. The paradigm which I recommend, and I believe gives us a better way to view a world that works for all, is a regenerative view. Uh, and it is a, an evolved capacity. It comes out of the same idea as caring, which means we need to be developing the capacity of us human beings who were born incomplete, don't know how to do everything, can't see ourselves very well, and so we can't realize our potential. For me, every system, every institution, every role would be all based on the development of the capacity of each of us as humans to live from this regenerative idea, which includes the kind of things characteristics of locus control, external considering, and personal agency. Wow. I want to read all your books. Yeah, well, <laughs> I recommend them. They're full of stories. I have over 100 stories of real businesses, real people. Uh, and my what I'm working on right now is called The Regenerative Human. Nine non-heroic roles, or not, nine roles toward a non-heroic journey of a meaningful life and meaningful contribution. And it was a project that I did with 70 people to show them how to do that and have them tell me their stories. Wow. How can we learn more about you? How can we get a hold of all your books, learn more about your communities, um, and how people, I'm sure they're going to ask you lots of questions after this interview. Yeah, well, I love responding to people. I can do it up to some point, but best way, there are three websites that I have. One is carolsanford.com, and it has my podcast, Business Second Opinion, that critiques Harvard Business Review one article at a time. It has all of my books as they come out. It has book clubs, which people can buy and join and get workbooks and engage with the books in a more in-depth way. The second website is Carol Sanford Institute, which is my work with organizations, with businesses and the offerings, and I have those in the uh, European, Middle East, Africa, uh, online. I have some in the States, some in person, and some up and down the Americas. And uh, you can learn more about the work with businesses. The one other community, the change agent community, if you're in a change agent role, is seed-communities.com. And then you look at the button that says change agents. So S-E-E-D hyphen communities.com. And you'll learn there about all the change agent communities you can, can join and participate in. That's fantastic. Well, I will definitely check that one out. And um, we'll make sure that we get all the links to all the different sites to connect with you on your description. We really appreciate you for your time. Thank you so much. Where are you dialing from? Let our community know where you're dialing. I'm in Seattle or I'm in Edmonds, a beach town just north of Seattle. That's great. Thank you again for taking the time. We really appreciate you. We love your insights. We love your perspective. We want people to know that there are so many different ways to become a change agent, but it has to start from within. And you really reiterated that. So I appreciate you very much, Carol. Thank you. Let's stay in touch for those that yeah. are watching. We really appreciate you for following us as we 
bring you these incredible souls doing great work, trying to uplift us up in this society and this community. And we really appreciate you for being a part of our global initiative. Thank you. For those that are watching again, please nominate yourself and others in your community who are making a great difference. We want to hear their stories. We want to have them inspire so many other change agents out there in the world. Visit us at nebula.storecommunitynetwork.com. Thank you so much, everyone. We'll talk to you very, very soon. And take risks. And take risks. That's right. Take risks. <laughs>